Hi, and thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm your host, Nicole. You're listening to the first season of Perfectionist. In this episode, we will be continuing our discussion about Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. In the previous episode, we broke down the plot of Fourth Wing and discussed a few of the theories. Yes, for this episode, we will be talking about even more theories, our own and some we've read and heard online, posing questions that we have and discussing what we think could be coming in Iron Flame. Exciting. We are going to assume that you have read the novel, are aware of all the characters, the setting, and the plot. I think it goes without saying that there will be spoilers in this episode. So if you have not read Fourth Wing, just go do that first. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, good idea. (laughs) Why are you even listening to this if you haven't read Fourth Wing? Very strange. (laughs) A little strange. (laughs) Yes. But thank you, though. But yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. very fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so we know that signets are unique to the individual. So to start off, we're going to discuss and analyze the signets of the main characters and a few minor characters, and talk about how each of the signets might come into play as the story progresses. Mm-hmm. So our main character Violet, we do know now that her signet is lightning. Very exciting. And lightning is often associated with like gods and like most powerful of gods. It's in like multiple cultures. Yes. And it's always like one of the most powerful gods. It's my understanding. I I don't have a degree in theology or whatever you study to study gods. But (laughs) uh, from my understanding, it's like a pretty powerful thing to have is the power of lightning. Yeah, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And her mother Lilith, Soren Gale, her signet is storms. I would like to, like sort of more information on that. Like, is it like storm in? Um... Oh yeah, like um, a mutant, the mutant storm. Yeah, in X Men. Right? Like because she can, her signet is storms. Like, can she call down lightning like Violet can? But is her power mm-hmm. like more general and large? Like storms? Does she, can she do tornadoes? Like, I'm just curious. Hmm. Yeah, because I mean, if she could do storms and lightning, that would almost seem like it's even more powerful than what right? Violet has. Yeah, because lightning feeling... is like a part of a storm. Yes. Right? Very true. I feel like it's can't be as powerful. Like I feel like it wouldn't be made such a big deal that Violet's signet is lightning if anyone who has storm powers could also produce yeah. lightning. I wonder if she can just like roll in the clouds kind of thing or like push the clouds away. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's like she brings in like the conditions for a storm and then what happens Mm -hmm. after that is kind of up to nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope that we get to see in a future novel. Really interesting. I'm also curious if Violet's power is going to grow and if maybe she'll be able to do like ball lightning. And so she'll have like orbs that she can like throw at people. (laughs) That'd be cool. Like once she gets her like aim under control. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
That's that would be really cool. And Dane, he mm-hmm. can his signet is that he can read minds when he touches somebody. Yes. And we know this is going to make him very important to leadership of Navarre. Yeah. And that was already mentioned in Fourth Wing. So we can, I think, assume that he is going to be kind of part of the higher ups mm-hmm. group of Navarre when this mm-hmm. inevitable inevitable war comes to a head. Mm-hmm. I think we can assume he's gonna be like one of the main people. Baddies. Yeah. 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 It's sort of too bad, but I kind of like his I like his character arc and the way that mm-hmm. it's like turning him from essentially like I was gonna say almost like a big brother, but not really, like a young a childhood crush. Mm-hmm with this like protectiveness and then becoming like the enemy kind of thing. Yes. It's a bit unexpected. I feel like it doesn't typically take that turn, Mm -hmm. which is why it's so intriguing. Yes. Zayden commands shadows, Mm -hmm. which I know you haven't read a court of thorns and roses, but there Mm -hmm. is a character who does that. (laughs) Oh, okay. In there. So when I read that, I was kind of like, oh, okay. But the way Zayden ha- commands his shadows is different from the one in A Court of Florence and Roses. What a cool power, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, a very cool power. I'm I sure it's going to be... about it. Like, super helpful when in battle to be able yeah. to, like, bring in shadows and make it go dark. Mm-hmm. That's got to be advantageous. It must be, yeah. I think we'll see some pretty cool stuff happening with his powers. Yeah. Rhiannon is basically, is this, is would it, she moves objects, but is that called like telekinesis? Yeah. I, I think tip, like when you can move something with your mind is mm-hmm. that's the term we use. I don't know if in this world they will have a different term for it, but. Right. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I'm kind of. Can she make object? Yeah, she can make objects like move from point to point, but it's not just like zooming towards you. It's like it disappears and then she, it reappears. I think so. That's so actually yeah. that's actually different than telekinesis because mm-hmm. it's almost like she's putting it in a different realm and then bringing it's like it back. teleportation. Yeah, of objects. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that if could she be can start doing that with helpful. people, mm-hmm. if she can, can you start imagine teleporting like, herself. Can you imagine like if you're in battle and you were too far away to help save somebody and you could see their imminent death coming, but you could just mm-hmm. teleport them away? It's like having Andarna's freezing powers in a way. Because yeah. yeah. you can just teleport. Like that, that's kind of how the freezing powers have been used. Yeah. Is so that you can essentially teleport. But fun fact, if I could have any superpower, it would be teleportation because I am late for everything. And if I didn't have to travel anywhere and I could just teleport, I would be very happy. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So I think I am now wanting to be Rhiannon. Literally backpacking last week. was so tired. I was at the point where I was like, I wish I could just teleport to the end of the trail. 
<laughs> feel like that might defeat the purpose. <laughs> but when you're like feeling almost injured, it's like, I just want to yes. teleport to the top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, think of all the places you would see in the world if you could just teleport to them. That would be amazing. It's like you could still hike once you get up there. You're yeah. just skipping the boring part. Right? Like, yeah. uh, that would be amazing. Agreed. And then Imogen, I believe she can make people forget things, but I forget if that is correct. <laughs> Ooh, her signet is at play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of interesting. That could that also is, be very useful. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if, if that is her signet, if that's how they're going to kind of go back into the, the college. Yeah. Yeah. Because at this point, they're all enemies of the state. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. So if that, if she could make, like, if she could swing that, it'd be a big job for her. But if she could swing it, like, erase what had happened. Mm hmm. Yep. Or at least, so Violet could go back or something. I don't know. I feel like that could be interesting play to have okay. her erase some On, people's an memories. Inside man kind of mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. And because Ooh. I, there's so many people at the college that I don't like, I want to hear their story too. Right. So it's like if we're just in the resi uh, resilient, no, resistance, resistance camp, then we're going to miss out on all the stories of the college people. Mm. But the story I wonder has if we'll have like more than one point of view. Oh. Um, I'm just wondering that because of how we went into Zayden's point of view at the end of Fourth Wing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we'll get like a different point of view from someone inside the college. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, maybe even will like go back and mm -hmm. we'll get her point of view at the college, but Zayden will stay and we'll get his point of view outside of the college. Although that's tricky because of their mated dragons. Oh, right. So that would be a little bit tricky. That would be too tricky. Yes. Good point. We good might, point. we might get Dane's point of view. Because Ooh. he's he's like a bad guy, but we we know him pretty well from the story, and that he doesn't really he cool. doesn't think he's a bad guy, right? Like he feels yes. that he's in the right. That would be such a unique way he of would, telling the he story. Would be feeling pretty betrayed, I would think, by Violet mm -hmm. and the choices. And usually, you are kind of on the team or the side of the person who you are getting the perspective from because you empathize with them. So to get the perspective of someone on each side, and then you will start to empathize with each side. Oh, that could make it really, really challenging to yeah to kind of figure it, out where you are. It would be kind of cool. It would be. Yeah, <gasps> I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, we have Brennan with his healing mm -hmm. back from the dead. Mm -hmm. So I think, obviously, this is going to be very important when a war is brewing to be able to heal. Although it's, as we read in Fourth Wing, to heal takes a lot out of the person. So it's not like this is just going to be an endless stream of him healing everybody. It's not an infinite power by any means, but it's certainly one that... Violet will, I think, benefit from having. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm just excited to see his character and because we don't know anything about him. So in general, I'm really excited to see what has he been up to? 
Yeah, like what's his side of the story uh, and like mm-hmm. how did he end up on the resistance side of things, right? Yeah. And we know he's a little bit of a rule breaker because he wrote that book that he then passed down to Mira. So he's he's not above, clearly, he's not above kind of bending the rules to do what he thinks is right. So yeah. I think he'll be an amazing character to get to know. Totally. And then our last kind of character we're going to touch on is Mira, and she has the ability to create like a shield or what is it called? A ward. A ward around like herself and then her, the people she's fighting with, which again is a very, very clear advantage in any sort of battle situation. Totally. So I hope we get to see that in action as well. Like we hear about all these different things, but or different signets, but it would be really nice to see them in action mm-hmm. more definitely you know, i don't have any specific theories on how her signet could come into play but i'm i think it's pretty obvious like that it's just yeah it's pretty self-explanatory signet. if she can yeah. yeah absolutely she'd be a huge asset to any sort of squad that she's in mm-hmm. which is probably why she's gotten herself to the position she has already mm-hmm so throughout Force Wing, we've got a bit of information about the ongoing war between Navarre and Pormiel, uh, which we've touched on a bit already. As readers, we know the truth about the war. So we are aware of the entire situation. However, a lot of the characters don't. I originally thought that the series was only going to be two books. So I thought like we we're going to get the entire big conclusion of everything happening quite quickly because mm-hmm. coming out this fall and I just assumed like the ultimate showdown between the two kind of factions two sides Navarre and Pormiel was going to take place in Iron Flame however I've recently discovered and I mean I only read it from one source so I could be wrong but my understanding is that there are going to be at least four books with the possibility of a fifth which completely changes my thoughts on this whole entire series because that is a lot more story to tell yes which is exciting very exciting i'm starting to think that maybe iron flame is going to go behind the scenes of the rebellion and we will get to like see the rebuilding of the rebellion so i wonder if it might be more of a slightly slower, less action-y book in the sense that it's going to be about, like, building up what's to come, mm-hmm. perhaps. We'll get, like, I, a little insight. I think story. that makes sense. I think that completely makes sense. Um, my thoughts have taken a huge shift because I only just found out about this last night. I just thought it was, mm-hmm. yeah, two books. That changes a lot of theories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah, it makes a lot of different things maybe that I didn't think were possible to even happen in such a short series all of a sudden possible now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think that would make sense, like what you're saying, the rebuilding of the rebellion. We might get like some more um, insight into Lilith as well. And because she's, all we know is that she's kind of an asshole to Violet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. basically that's all we know so far uh, aside yes. from the few little like snippets that we got in like like those little um blurbs before each chapter 
mm-hmm. you would get little hints of stuff, but nothing really enough to make a judgment conclusively. It was more just like a snippet to get the gears turning. And then you're even more unsure than you were before. (laughs) No, exactly. It's like just enough to get you thinking, as you said, but not enough to like form a like conclusive thought about this character. Like it's, and you're hearing about her from other people's perspectives, which Mm -hmm. like mainly Violet's, which makes it really hard to kind of form an opinion on someone when you're seeing it through someone's eyes. Cause you never know when you are doing first person, you never know if it's a reliable source kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Cause there's always that chance that it's like an unreliable narrator situation. I don't yeah. think that's happening here, but I think it's important to keep in mind with first person Definitely. that that could be at play. Oh, pardon me. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that there will ultimately be a battle between Violet and Dane. But, and I was thinking it was going to happen in Iron Flame because I, I thought that was going to be it. But I now that I like know that there's going to be more books, I don't think we're going to see that confrontation between the two of them in Iron Flame. I'm wondering if that is going to be kind of pushed to the third or even fourth book. Because I think it's one of those things that people are kind of going to be like, itching to see or like mm-hmm. ex- like curious about like when their next interaction is going to be yeah so I wonder if it's going to be built up a little bit I think so I think that would be really good but I also what I would also be interested in seeing and I mm-hmm. have no idea if this is going to happen but right now like Dane is very much just a s- obedient soldier mm-hmm. I, what I would like to see is some character development on his end where everything that he knows to be good and true is put into question. I wanted to see him go into like a massive crisis. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to like, because right now from what we know about Dane, I feel like if someone commanded him to kill Violet, that he would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I would like is for him to have some kind of weird awakening where all of a sudden it's like the wool has been removed from his eyes. Because mm-hmm. right now he feels kind of one-dimensional. So I think yeah. it would be really cool if we could get a little bit more complexity from him. Now, maybe we get complexity in a way where it's not him coming to like moral realization. Maybe it's him actually like just sinking deep into just I almost want to say like evil like doubling down on doubling his down. current beliefs and values yeah, yeah. and yeah. I almost I could almost see like Violet like this epic showdown going on between her and Dane where she's trying not to kill him because mm-hmm. deep down she still loves him in some way but then she realizes that there's just no him. There's just no coming back from where he's at. And that's just who he is. And then like this torturous thing of her either making the decision to kill him or him being killed in front of her without her being able to save him. Or her like choosing not to save him because. Yeah, exactly. Just like something yeah. really gut wrenching. Yeah. See that happening. Oh, and I feel like this book is not opposed to ripping people's hearts out and stomping on them. Exactly. Yeah, 
it's it very definitely. ruthless with its character <laughs> deaths. So yes. I, I, I could see that happening and I could see it being really heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. I feel like the only people who are safe from dying in the first four books are Zayden and Violet. Like, I think yeah. that's literally the only two people. And I don't even think they're safe for the entire series. No. I'm like, they'll probably make it to the last book, whatever that book is. But like, I'm not even holding out for them to have a happy ending at this point. No. Yeah, we actually it's... don't know if this is going to be a happy ending series. We have no, no idea. And I'll be interested to find out because I generally only like to read happy ending type books. Mm-hmm. So I hope it is, but... We will find out. I'm really enjoying it thus far. So uh, it'll be worth yeah. it. So Violet's dad clearly knew about the venom. Like he's left the note, the clue that he was in the know about this. And I wonder if Eva Lilith actually <laughs> offed her husband because he knew too much and was asking too many questions. That would be super evil. It but I pro- I propose a different theory. <laughs> do you now? <laughs> I do. I propose that Lilith loved her husband deeply, that mm-hmm. he was killed, not by her, mm-hmm. and that she, actually she's good and her husband's death maybe even turned her into like a double agent for the resistance. Maybe, maybe she's not even working with the resistance openly, it would be mm-hmm. like a very deep job where like, because she's obviously like quite high up in rank in the whole situation. <laughs> I don't even know what to yeah. call it, but in of our leadership, I'm wondering because she was completely fine with Violet becoming a scribe and allowed Violet to go through six years of scribe training. Mm-hmm. Once the father was killed, Mm-hmm. all of a sudden she wasn't okay with Violet becoming a scribe anymore. And I just find that oh. really s- strange. Like why yeah. why, the, why the big change? And it would put Violet mm. at such a huge risk because becoming a, a dragon rider, like the school is not a safe place to be. Mm-hmm. People die all the time. So to put Violet in that precarious position for her own safety, like there has to be a better reason than no Soren Gale's going to be a scribe, but that's not true. Like the father was a scribe. So I'm just curious as to why she was suddenly switched to the rider's quadrant, even though there was additional risk for her, especially like with her condition, because she's, she's got like a condition, right? can't remember the name of her condition, but there is a name for it. We looked it up yeah. since we last recorded about fourth wing. And yeah, it's it's like this debilitating condition, you know, where your ligaments and everything, they're, they're just too stretchy and it leads to a lot of injury and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if she moved her out of the scribe quadrant because she felt that it was a bigger risk for her to be there because that's where the husband was. And he so- died. Even though I'm still on skeptical of her and think that she very much could have killed her husband. I'm not putting that past her. But yeah. if we were to consider another possibility, mm-hmm. maybe it has something to do with him being a scribe that led to him dying. Because maybe he uh, still he found out too much information, but it wasn't Lilith who took him out. It was like the, the head of the scribes. Yeah, some, some, someone in there. That makes actually really good sense. Especially given the fact that he was reading to Violet that uh, those bedtime stories, which was actually like true history about 
like, mm-hmm. but right? was like banned from the the library. Mm-hmm. Which Violet had no idea that it was banned until she mm-hmm. went to go look for it because she didn't have it anymore. I hope that her friend who she sent off to look for it doesn't get in trouble because she was obviously yeah. searching for it. Right. Does that put her at risk? Does it put her at risk? And does Violet, has she like now created it so that people are keeping an eye on her because they're like, why is she asking about that? Yeah. Hopefully because she's like, oh, it's just a bedtime fairy tale story. Like they just, they're like, oh, okay, she believes it's a story. Hopefully. <gasps> but Yeah. Such interesting ideas. Just feel like there's a lot of risk there that she didn't even know was there. Mm -hmm. And she probably wouldn't have just gone around asking for it if she had known. Yes. No, for sure. Yeah. Eventually, Mira has to know or has to learn about everything that's going on. I'm assuming everybody learns the truth at some point. And the question is, will she switch sides is she gonna stay and be like a lead commander of navarre or is she going to go with her brother and sister so it's like i guess it depends on if you think lilith is a double agent or not but like will she stay with evil lilith mom or will she switch over with her family and mom could be on either side depending on (laughs) which theories you think but i just feel like if brennan thought she was able to be converted that he would have told her about it and like tried to convert her. So it's like, so, like, does she know? Is she a double agent? Is she, like so many questions. Like, and I feel like it literally could go any way. Like she could be in the know already and be a double agent. She could be completely oblivious. She could stay on Navarre's side. I just, it could go anywhere. And I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, I feel like she's a good, good character. I mean, are they, I don't know. It's hard. I don't want to say good character because, but like, I feel like she's very team save Violet mm-hmm. and would do anything to save Violet. So I mm-hmm. want to say like she would switch just to save Violet. But then I'm like, oh, is that kind of like too boring if everybody just kind of switches over to the good side? I don't know. I'm not sure either, but it's, I have to wonder about the timeline of things. Like how, how long has Brennan known about all of this and mm-hmm. how long has he been on that side and has he been on that side willingly for a long time or was there some kind of event that made it so that he turned to that side? So maybe he didn't even know about that side until he died or just before mm-hmm. he died. If that's the case, he wouldn't have really had time to prepare Mira mm-hmm. for it. So it's all just a bunch of question marks right now. <laughs> we don't really know. Like we'll definitely, I think, be finding out more because when we hear more from Brennan and Iron Flame, which I'm assuming we're going to, mm-hmm. the picture might become a little bit clearer. Yeah, we almost don't have quite enough information to make like concrete theories about where it's going to go now that we know it's going to go on for so long. Yes, exactly. But it's still yeah. fun to guess. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think that Zayden, right from the beginning, was supposed... Like, I know we talked about this in the previous episode, but, like, do you think he was supposed to be keeping an eye on her to gauge whether or not they should kind of bring her into the resistance? I'm starting to wonder if that was what was going on. Because I'm kind of thinking back to different parts that I'm read- that I read. 
well, I read the whole, all, all the parts, but like specific parts that I read. And I'm starting to think of it from that lens. And I'm like, even from the very beginning when he's like kind of watching her on the parapet and that sort of thing, I'm like, yeah, it does seem like he's keeping a much closer eye on her than he would otherwise. Like even if he just, if the reality was he didn't like her, I still feel like he was keeping too close of an eye on her when you go back and like really think about how he was interacting with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In our previous episode, we mentioned that we thought Violet might be the chosen one, sort of mm-hmm. like the one that could finally stop this war that's been dragging on for centuries. Do you think she is and do you think that only one person could put a stop to all that fighting and if so what do you think her powers have to do with it i don't have any like specific theories about this i think there's like hints that this could be where it's going and i'm very curious to see if other people have theories about this that they've like really fleshed out and like thought about because i don't have anything like specific about this idea of like her being a chosen one, but I do see kind of little hints that it could go this direction. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it kind of turns out. Is that like somehow for some reason, she's the only one who can stop whatever is going to ultimately happen. But I'm not entirely sure how her powers play into that. I guess like it depends on how they kind of grow and if, like, she ends up getting any additional, like, power. Like, because I think they change over time, right? Is that, or am I making that up from other stories? But I the feel like. signets? Yeah. Like, do they, are they able to do, like, more and more with their signet power as mm-hmm. they kind of develop it? I think from the understanding I got from reading it, it's not necessarily that their power changes more that they gain control, like, mm-hmm. and finesse over the power that they have okay that makes sense the power she has if she can't aim it it's not it's useless right Mm -hmm. it's more dangerous than it is helpful but if she's like got precision aim and everything with it she might for all we know she could control the power of a strike whether it's like a bigger one or a smaller one or a multitude of them right? Mm. Like mm-hmm. that would be crazy. Hey, when you think about that it, like be. if there was like an army and she called down just like a huge, like just tons of bolts. Yeah. Just decimate just, like, an wipe army. Them out. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's not necessarily that the powers change. I feel like the potential is there that mm-hmm. it's just kind of up to them to develop it and finesse what they've been given. That's mm-hmm. what I think about it. Whether yeah. that is how Rebecca intended for that to be interpreted. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'd be slightly disappointed if like she's kind of the quote unquote chosen one simply because she can like is the most powerful weapon. Like I want her to be more than just like a weapon, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So I think yeah. if that's where it's going, I would hope it doesn't go that way. Yeah. But I I like the idea of like there's something special about her, which I think is definitely being alluded to. Mm-hmm. It's just how is that going to play out? I haven't quite figured that one out yet. And I don't think I, even if I did come up with a theory, I'm sure it's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I do 
think more about her silver hair and her lightning. Mm-hmm. They those two seem to go together. Yes, it's just kind of interesting, and I just want to keep an eye on her hair situation. <laughs> yeah, and I um, I like that Taryn always calls her Silver One. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I feel like there's more to it than just a cute nickname. Same, but same. Well, we'll see. We'll see yeah. how that plays out. We'll see. And at the end of Fourth Wing, and Darna has grown. She's no longer baby. And mm-hmm. her ability to stop time has therefore disappeared because it was explained that that wasn't like a, a signet ability. It was because mm-hmm. she was like a, a a young dragon. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if she's if I was going to get an additional power. So it's like she had the ability to stop time through Andarna, but that wasn't a signet from Andarna. Mm-hmm. So technically, she doesn't have a signet from Andarna. So. I think she will get one. And yeah, I wonder absolutely. if it's going to be that healing that Ooh, we thought. That would but be interesting. But her brother also has healing. So it's like, do we need another healer? Or would it be better to introduce a new type of signet into the mix? A new power? Maybe her new signet is going to be kind of why she is the chosen one. Oh, so maybe that. Okay. Yeah. And because Andarna's like seems special in her own way. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe because it, it, it was just she was a baby and that was the only thing that made her special. But I feel like she there might be more to Andarna. But I'm not quite sure so what. Do you, what do you so think? Too. No, I think I think Andarna is extremely special. Yeah. I th- and I think it goes beyond what we know right now. Mm-hmm. And also just the fact that Violet has two dragons bonded to her is mm-hmm. so strange. Like we don't actually know how that's going to work out for her because so Andarna is a lot more vulnerable than Tern. And so it's actually almost, a, I want to say it's almost a liability in a way. Yeah. Um, because they say like riders can't survive the death of their dragon. Right. So she is a little She's bit got of a double. liability. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Taryn would be hard to kill, but yeah. And Darna being so young. young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would like to know what kind of dragon she is. Yeah, because their tails change as they grow. And that sort of tells us what type of dragon they are because she still had her little feathers. Feather tail. So there's that question mark of what she's going to turn into. And I theorize she'll be a brown like Lilith's because there seems Mm -hmm. to be kind of some... You know, like storms, lightning. Maybe she also gets a brown dragon. Like, yeah, yeah. So you don't think she's going to stay gold? Do you think the gold was just because she was a baby? I think so, but it would be super interesting if she did stay gold because that mm-hmm. ha- has not like been talked about except for Andarna. Yeah, so that would be really cool. That would be. That could be why she's special. Like mm-hmm. that could signify her. Sp- like her being special, but also they talked a lot about the gold being like a disadvantage because she was so easily seen. So I think if we're just talking like adaptation and evolution, (laughs) it doesn't make sense for her to stay gold, but I just really love that she is gold. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe her um, channeling is going to be somehow different or yeah, I was going to say, so (sighs) Regarding signets, because it says more about the person than it mm-hmm. does the dragon. 
So does she get two signets or does her one signet just become like insanely powerful and like double down because she has two Ooh. dragons to channel Interesting. from? Yeah, that's true. Just because she has two dragons doesn't mean she will get two signets. Because it's about the person, right? So yeah. not the dragon. True, true, true. Oh, I, there are so many, I think we so many possibilities. Read, yeah. <laughs> I think we need to read some other people's thoughts to get so we yeah, can. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to read I'm theories sure. before we recorded this episode because I was like, what if my, what if I accidentally rip off someone's theory? <laughs> oh, no, exactly. I, I felt the exact same way. I didn't want, I wanted to get our own thoughts out first. Yeah. One theory I did see, and unfortunately, I'm not sure who the creator was, so I can't give them credit, but this was not my theory. This is something I did see someone else mention. And their theory is that Lilith was attacked by a venom while she was pregnant with Violet, which is why Violet has the silver hair. I'm assuming that's kind of where they were going with the theory. I, I didn't want to hear too much, so I didn't listen to their full thought out idea. But I think that's what they were going with it. And possibly also a link to their uh, to Violet's medical condition. Because uh, we were saying we thought maybe she was like... Um, not touched by a dragon, but like <laughs> gifted. Gifted, yeah. yeah. I was going to say touch, but not like physically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but this could be another reason for it is a venom attack. So that's interesting. That is a very interesting theory. It, it actually makes sense. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that theory. It would be mm-hmm. interesting to see how it plays out. I'm certain yeah. we're going to learn more about her the medical condition and the reasons for it. Like, I feel like we're going to hear more about that. Mm -hmm. And especially the hair. Like, I feel like the hair is even more of a outlier than her Mm -hmm. just having Mm -hmm. um, a condition that makes her like a bit, I think, I wonder if that was more like, oh, it's just like an extra challenge for her to become a rider where, I don't know, we'll have to wait and see. But the hair I think is super important for some reason. Yes. And I, I really enjoy how her hair makes her stand out and unique and how Indarna mm-hmm. is gold and it makes her stand out and yeah. unique. It's just kind of interesting. Gold and silver. Yep. <laughs> Go really well with black. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to click on the link and see. Ooh. So Fluke 1389 thinks that Violet has a little bit of venom in her. So I, oh. I, this could also be kind of linked to the idea that her mom was attacked by a venom. But uh, says, in the battle at the end, when the venom is cham- sorry, channeling, the flowers are described as losing all their color. So when the venom's like sucking the magic out of the earth, the flowers lose their color. So it's like, is her hair like loss of, of pigment? It's yeah. like she's... So, yeah, that could work very well with the idea that her mom was attacked by Venom. Wow, um, I love that theory. Yeah, adds a little bit more um, more to the theory, like gives a little bit more evidence, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Emotional Fox 95 thinks that Violet can do some spying because now that Andarna is in her grown-up form, no one knows what Andarna looks like in her grown-up form. So Violet oh. can go in without people because you're if you if someone sees your dragon they know they know who it's the rider you. is yeah so because no one knows about and and we're assuming now she can fly and all that kind of stuff yeah 
Yeah. Oh, well, she's always been able to fly, but now she but can like to carry hold the weight of violence. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that is definitely interesting. And it, uh, there's more to some people have kind of added to that. I like that. That would be such a huge advantage. So that you would have to pretty much assume Andarna is not golden any longer, if that's the case. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, she'd just be like this beacon. Yes. Yeah. This would be like if she is more brown like you or any other color, as you had suggested, is likely to happen. It makes sense. But um, it kind of goes on to talk about Mira. And I'm not reading it very thoroughly, but essentially like, Maybe Violet will now have died like her brother Brennan. And then Mira will be like assuming she's lost both her siblings. And this could lead to her being like super vulnerable and easy. So like more frail to manipulation. So yeah. maybe Mira stays on the Navarre side because she doesn't know the truth yeah. and is being manipulated. Yeah. Oh, I can easily see that being true. That so it's sort of like sense. she yeah. becomes evil, but like becomes but, evil out of heartbreak. Yes. And then could be turned later. She could be turned later if it was revealed that Brandon and Violet were both alive. Mm-hmm. Right? Which I think she will eventually mm-hmm. find that out. But probably, I, I could definitely see that, like her having sort of a more an arc of like staying on the side of Navarre for a couple books mm-hmm. and, and not being until like near the end that she, yeah, she would be a powerful enemy side. because she's mm-hmm. highly valued for her warrior type abilities, like her dragon rider abilities. So, yeah. yeah. And I think it makes for an interesting story. If there's conflict between someone you love being on the other side of, yeah. you know, something you're fighting for. Definitely. Oh, somebody thinks that Violet and Zayden are mated in the same way that their dragons are. I mm-hmm. think they're definitely connected in the same way their dragons are. Like they can talk to each other through their minds and stuff. But I don't know exactly what they mean by mated. Because like they're, I think their ja- dragons chose to be together. I don't like think it's a situation where like a fated mate situation where they have to be together. I mm-hmm. think they're mates because they chose to be mates and fell in mm-hmm. love. I was getting those vibes as well, but I wasn't sure if Faded Mates was a thing in part of this universe. And I thought we would maybe have to wait and read a few more um, books before we even find out if that's a thing. Just because the amount of passion that was between those two was abnormal. (laughs) (laughs) So it does make me wonder if there is like kind of almost like a Faded Mate type trope Mm. in this book. Because, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, things things happened that were yeah. unexpected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, other people said, I bet she'll somehow end up back at the school, which we kind of talked about that being a possibility. Um, and that was from Sunny Sky 13. I'd have to wonder, like, why Navarre is so opposed to the idea of helping people from outside their like country or territory because Mm -hmm. you would think that if all of those innocent people were kind of decimated and the venom took over what if the venom then turned their sights on navarre i was thinking that this morning and completely forgot until you just said like it is so short-sighted 
what they're mm-hmm. doing right now. It's just mm-hmm. like so obviously the wrong way to handle the situation. Because mm-hmm. instead of having twice as many people to fight the venom, you've exactly. just like like halved your army. You could have like worked together. Yeah, and and have a show of power against the venom and cow mm-hmm. them back into submission kind of thing. Instead, yeah, or destroy like, them. Or destroy them, but instead, like, letting them take out Poramil, which, okay, they've been at war with Poramil, but they now have a common enemy, and this is mm-hmm. a powerful enemy, and it would be good if they could band together to eliminate this enemy, because this is a threat to everybody, not just Poramil. So I feel like that is so incredibly obvious that that is what should be done in this situation that I have to hope that they have a good reason to not be doing that. I would like, there's like, something more. Yeah. I would like to find out because mm-hmm. it's like, it, are you just that dumb? Like <laughs> yeah. just simply you are that dumb. Like, cause you have to be, it doesn't make strategic sense. No. To just sort of like be like, no, we're just going to protect our own. Okay. And then they're going to come for you next. So <laughs> Unless they're like completely relying on the wards that the dragons create. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we're invincible. And they're just like that full of themselves that they think because they have dragons, they're better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. But then that makes me think in fourth wing, there were a lot of situations where the wards were starting to come down. Mm-hmm. So we frequently. know a few things frequently. Mm-hmm. So we know mm-hmm. a couple things. We know that Taryn is a dragon that other dragons sort of respect and will submit to. Mm -hmm. We know that Taryn is on the side of the resistance. Mm -hmm. So are the dragons letting the wards down on purpose so that poor male citizens can get the tools they need to, or the weapons they need to fight the venom because they're very specific weapons. Is Taryn asking the dragons to lower the wards on purpose so that those weapons can be obtained? Like, is that how the dragons are, like, helping the resistance? Because they clearly have dragons on their team. Yes. Yeah. I really like that. So it's like, if if the dragons aren't on your team, Navarre, then... You are so screwed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, The leadership has a huge arrogance when it comes to dragons. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't, it seems like they're forgetting that dragons are their own thing and that they will always make their own calls and that humans are insignificant compared to them. Well, and I think there's so much information in the title of this series the Empyrean and the fact that ultimately this is going to be a story about the dragons. Mm-hmm. It is the, like the, the humans are just like along for the ride. Mm-hmm. They, exactly. They're not going to get to make the call. And I think that like, as the story progresses, it's going to become more and more clear that this is, it's the dragons, it's their story yeah. and they get to make the rules. Yeah. So it's all so exciting i'm like i need to pre-order my iron i know (laughs) oh my gosh i saw the book on amazon and Mm -hmm. the pages edges were black and i was like 
It's so Yeah, I think beautiful. they did that with Fourth Wing, too. They're so pretty. <sighs> See, I just have the Kindle version. I want the physical copy. <laughs> I, well, it's, like, impossible to get Fourth Wing now. Mm-hmm. I mean, eventually I'm sure you'll be able to again. But, yeah, it's like, do you... If you want a physical copy, pre-order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not even sure. sure you can. They might be sold out of pre-orders already. Right. <laughs> knowing this about goodness. Yeah. I think for now we will leave it there. But it was very interesting to see yeah. your thoughts as well as hear a few other people's thoughts. And I am so excited to no, see me too. what comes next. Yes. Yeah, I would love to do like a recap where after we do the second book, we're like, did any of our theories come true? Are any of them looking like they're, you know, on their way to becoming true? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to see you next time. Bye-bye for now.